Pastor and Pastor's family. Please feel time to take a minute and do the thank yous on the cards that we have. Personally, I'd like to say thank you to Pastor for taking the courage to put an application in and to be to be our pastor. Um, that was God speaking to her and God leading this church to our future. And I think the search committee um, made an excellent decision as I was part of that. And I think she's a great fit for this church and I think she'll lead us to the future. Uh, and as we grow, we're going to grow beyond what we think we can grow. So this morning, each of you got in your bulletin a card. And take a moment to fill that out. It's a thank you card for Pastor. If it's something that she's said to you, or a, um, a message that touched your heart, that felt something for you, or that changed you, or a phone call that she made to you, that encouraged you or something that touched your heart or maybe some of the changes that it made the tables out front the little kids area out front I think those are great ideas something that she's done and changed so as we appreciate the pastor being a short time we've grown and we've uh, reached out to others in the community let's just thank her for what she's done She's done a tremendous job, and we just appreciate her for all she's done. And with that, take the time. Instead of using prayer, bowl, prayer bowls today, these are going to be thank you bowls and appreciation bowls. So during this fifth time to fill them out, put them up here. She can have those, read those, and know how we appreciate her for all she's done here. Again, it was just something that a little thing that she's done or said, it reaches us and it tells us that she belongs here and she's our pastor. Okay. And if the worship team wants to come up, we'll continue. Please stand. (laughs) I love technology. So John is asking us to fill out cards, and yet we're doing a couple worship songs. So maybe it's a time to multitask. If there's something you want to write and bring up and place in the prayer bowl while we're doing this part of our worship, feel free to do that. And we'll go ahead with these couple of songs.
Now, Reuben knows that I'm going to call him first. But before I call Reuben up here, just prep anybody. Hold on. I had, I, I had time last night to pray because, to be honest with you, I was lazy and I should have got out of bed at 4.30 in the morning because of my new schedule. But I chose to lay there and think, you know, God, help me express what you want expressed. And he put spring flowers. So I pictured trillium. I don't know why. But with Pastor Tamar's arrival in June, she brought her family. And I don't know if you've noticed, but some of her family comes up here and sings. Wow. I always came to church knowing that they can't kick me out because I'm horrible at that, so I'm good. But popped right up on stage and sings. I don't know if you've noticed, but Titus has gotten taller. But he's also working the front door. He's greeting, you know, and so I think spring flowers. And then I think Danny. Danny's on stage singing. And then I think Taco Guy and his wife, you know. <laughs> Sorry, this is a harassment. We sit right behind him, and that's the only thing I can remember. It's like, what's your name? Alex? No, it's Taco Guy. Sorry. <laughs> that's kind of what I'm saying, though. It's spreading. And that's what God's Word is. It's our job to spread God's Word, even though we make mistakes and we screw up, you know. Trayvon will tell you all about that. Maybe if you ask him, I'm that guy. I screw up all the time. But, you know, God's forgiveness allows us to come up and just, you know, be who we are and try to do better with each other. So I'd like to invite Reuben up here to talk about Pastor tomorrow. You have three to five minutes. Not that I'm prefacing that with anything. It's just what it says here. Well, um, one of the things that happened, and maybe I'll, I'll tell it from the perspective of the search committee. You know, we had a 40-year pastor, uh, 41-year pastor, and then we had um, a time when we were looking for somebody. And we, we ran across a person that we thought would do really well right away. It's like, well, this is easy. <laughs> and then uh, and we all said, yeah, this is going to be great. Except that he decided that he really didn't want to go forward in the process. And we're like, okay, I guess this is going to be harder than we thought. And we went through a period where we really had to just kind of say, God, what do you want for us? And, you know, that was, that was not easy for us as a church. It was not easy for us as a, as a congregation, obviously, to kind of deal with uncertainty. So, There'd been a thought about maybe Tamar Eisenman, this, this gal who was in, ordained in the Wesleyan Church, kind of a unicorn in that respect, that maybe she would be somebody that could be on the horizon. But there were initially, it's like, I don't know if she'd be interested. I don't think she's interested. I don't know if she's ready for this. I don't know if she wants to do this. Um, we knew a little bit of her backstory. She was no stranger to our church, obviously. But, um, you know, we sort of thought, okay, there's somebody out there, but... There were other people out there, and we were looking. And then, sort of, um, I don't know, out of the blue, you sort of said, you know, I'd consider doing this interim gig for a while, right? And that was like, well, this is an answer to prayer because we talked to a couple of interim people, and they weren't, they weren't, you know, they were, they were, they were down here. We were looking for somebody up here. They were kind of down here. <laughs> so we thought, yeah. If, if, if she could hold down the fort for a little while, that'll give us some time to kind of do things. But it sort of helped me understand a little bit about what Pastor Tamar's like. 
because she didn't want to get ahead of God. She wanted to make sure, I'll, Lord, when I hear from you, I'll do what you have me to do, and I won't do what I don't hear you telling me to do. And so she said, this is what I feel like I can do. And she did it wholeheartedly. I'll have to say, if you were here in that interim, that interim time, she was not acting like an interim, other than the fact that she didn't presuppose anything. She didn't say, well, now that I'm here, I'm going to tell you what to do. She didn't presuppose anything. She said, I'm filling this role for now, and here's some things that I think need to happen. And she was, she was decisive in that, but not thinking that this was her seat forever. And then at some point in the middle of the, the summer of 22, she threw her hat in the ring and said, yeah, I'd like to be considered. And we were thrilled, but we also didn't want to get ahead of God, and we wanted to make sure, God, is this, is this really what you want? And it was funny because during that time, I talked to, you know, we interviewed the people that had, that she listed as references. One of the people was, was Reverend Dr. Wayne Schmidt, who, if you don't know, is kind of like the, the head of the, the general superintendent of the, of the Wesleyan Church. He was also a former pastor at Kentwood up in Grand Rapids, and he was also the president of Wesley Seminary. So he's got a long history. He also happened to be one of Pastor Tamar's bosses back in the day when she was at Kentwood. And one of the things, that, you know, so I was the one that got to talk to him, and one of the things he left me with, he said, let Tamar be Tamar. That's my advice to you as a congregation. And I walked away from that thinking, okay, so is she some kind of a loose cannon? <laughs> what, you know, what exactly does that mean? But I think as we've gotten to know her even better, as a, as a pastor, um, as a mom, as a friend, as a worshiper, I think it goes back to where I started with. And that is, she will go as far as God tells her to go. She'll be wholeheartedly in that. And where she doesn't feel like she's hurt God, she's not going to go there. She might venture an opinion, but she's not going to fling herself into something she's not sure God is in. And and then I, I realized what... what uh, Dr. Schmidt was, was really saying, and that is sometimes I really feel like God wants this. And, and I want the pastor to say, all right, let's do this. And the pastor says, well, let's go here. Because this is how far she's heard God say to go. And maybe I want to go there. <laughs> and she wants to go here. It's like. And then other times she says, I think we need to do this. And it's like, I'm not hearing that. <laughs> what? <laughs> Do that? <laughs> but I think one of the things that, that I'm learning to do, and I think we all learn to do, is to trust that discernment. That was one of the things that struck out to the search committee. Her discernment was amazing. And I think the discernment is something that, and it's, it, the discernment comes from a relationship, right? You speak to God, you listen to God, you do what God asks. And I think the discernment, I think, is what struck me as what Reverend Schmidt meant when he said, let Tamar be Tamar. Don't, don't think that you know everything. Don't think that you both have to be in agreement. Trust her discernment. And so that's one of the things that I think has stood out to me the most in your, in your time with us as a full-time pastor is I appreciate your discernment. Sometimes it's after the fact. Sometimes God arranges the pieces 
And afterwards we go, well, God really did something there, but, you know, you, she might have brought 85, like 85 to 90% of it, and a couple of us brought the 5% each, and then the whole piece was evident. That's trusting the discernment. So I would say I appreciate that, and that's maybe something to keep in mind for us going forward, is just to trust Pastor Tamar's discernment. Amen? Amen. I get uh, Spence Farmer. Spence Farmer's on the LBA, and he also runs the soundboard, if you didn't know that. And he's done it since 1984, 3, 2, something, 2, 82. Thank you, Spence. I just want to say that none of us knew what the other one was going to say. Uh, (laughs) It it may sound like it, but uh, we did not know... Uh, what the other speaker was going to say. So, but uh, I'm definitely out of my comfort zone up here. Um, but uh, I felt as though that it was important. Um, I do want to say that our church has been blessed. Um, during the uh, pastoral search, um, we interviewed, uh, I was not on the search committee, but I know that they interviewed a lot of candidates and um and we had some other uh, pastors come in and uh, do some uh, fill-in sermons and stuff, and they did they did a good job. Um, but uh, when Pastor Tamara came in, I think for a couple of weeks, and uh, did the you know filled the pulpit, and uh, she did just a great job. And I went home that night, and I would um, listen. Uh, to those sermons, and uh, I just felt like I was listening to our next uh, pastor. And uh, has um, anyone ever had God speak to you? And I believe I have. It doesn't happen real often, but it's a it's not necessarily words that you hear, but it's more of a strong feeling. Um, maybe a strong sense of direction. And um, that's kind of what I was feeling. And uh, I don't even know if Pastor Tamara was feeling that at that point or not, but I definitely was. And um, uh, we continued the uh, pastoral search and uh, I've had the privilege of being on the LBA for quite a few years now, and I've kind of lost track of how many, maybe 10, I don't know, 12, I'm not sure. But uh, uh, So we would get updates from the search committee on their how they were doing, and they just did a great job. I mean, all the hours that they spent um, interviewing, uh, reaching out to different people, um, Reading, phone calls, Zoom meetings, and everything, and uh, they just did a great job. And uh, but um, uh, when we started interviewing for the interim pastor position, uh, and we knew that Pastor Tamar wasn't available for that. Um, but then when I got an email that said she was, if I could have done a backflip, 
I would have done it because I just thought, God, you're working. You are. Uh, you're preparing the ground uh, for this to happen. And um, she agreed. Uh, we did the interview, and it was a Zoom uh, interview and for the interim position. And uh, when we did it, I just felt like we were looking at our next pastor. And she agreed um, for June, July, and August to fill the pulpit, and uh, which was awesome. And uh, I think it was a July LBA meeting. We were in the in the meeting down in the orange room, and uh, she had mentioned that she was going to start some membership training classes. And I think it was going to be for September. Now, in my calendar, (laughs) September comes after August. (laughs) And I I just kind of smiled. I looked around the room to see if anybody else caught that. (laughs) And no one did right away. But then Amy said, wait a minute. Did you say September? And she kind of smiled, and then we found out that she had agreed to stay on until we found a permanent replacement. And and then Glenn uh, teasingly said, how about filling out this application packet? <laughs> and we all kind of chuckled and, you know, didn't, didn't go from there too much, but... Um, I just thought, you know, God's preparing. He's preparing the ground. And uh, at that point, a few weeks later, I got an email that she had asked for that actual packet. And uh, then the search committee went from there, and they did all their procedures and stuff. And uh, it's it's just been awesome. from that whole time, and uh, trying not to get too emotional, sorry, but uh, uh, she just she's done a wonderful job um, baptizing um, and just her sermons are awesome, and I don't know if you ever go back in and listen to them online later. You'll pick up stuff in there that you may not have caught the first time. And it's really um, wonderful. It's, it's, it's a great thing to do. And uh, I just want to say that uh, our church has been blessed. And thank you. Um, we do appreciate you and your family. It's a complete package. So, we appreciate it. All right, can I have uh, Trayvon Dufresne come up here? This young man probably just got out of work. I don't know. He's always here. He works 12-hour shifts, midnights, and he is a dedicated young man. Don't tell anybody. 
morning, everyone. <clears throat> so my name's Trayvon. I've been coming to this church for a little over a year now. Well, more than a little over, but... Um, so, I'm not much of a talker, so I apologize. Um, Pastor Tamar has played... She's played such a huge part in my life in the short amount of time that I have known her. Um, she's helped strengthen my belief in the Lord. I came into this church, um, I believed in a higher power. And uh, so I started coming more and more and getting a better understanding of um, what the church was all about. And I decided that I was ready to be baptized and accept the Jesus as my Lord and Savior. And uh, I sat down and had a really good talk with Pastor Tamar. And uh, she was able to get me thinking and making sure this is really what I wanted rather than just letting me go with it just because I wanted to. Um, so I appreciate that, her strengthening my belief. Uh, the more I've come here, the more understanding I've become. Um, and I was also blessed to uh, have her marry my, well, she's my girlfriend, my wife now. So, so I'm very thankful for that as well. Like I said, she's played a huge part in my life already. And I'm excited to uh, continue to attend this church and see where, where it goes. It's only up from here. I'm sure of it. Um, I also became a member here or of the Westland Church as well. We also had a nice talk about that as well. But just like always talking to her, she helps understand and she knows what she's talking about. And yeah, that's pretty much that. Thank you for everything. All right, I'd like to invite Sam up here. And no worries, no worries. You notice when... Um, I think uh, Spence just started speaking. Our nephew cheered on. I heard cheering on tomorrow, right? Screaming, yeah! Didn't you hear that in the background? Come on up, come on up. Just fill in time while you walk, partner. You're good. You're good. All right. Hello. Um, I'm Samantha. Um, so first, I want to tell you guys my first experience walking in this church because it's a really good story. And Pastor Tamar was not here yet. Um, so I decided I needed to find a church. So I walk in the door, and this man greets me, and he was like, are you looking for someone? And it was packed in here. I was like, oh boy, this is this is a lot of people. And I said, no, I'm just looking for a church. And it was your pastor. It was his last day. <laughs> and he told me that, and I was like, oh, well, this will be, this will be interesting. <laughs> so um, I kept coming back, and I realized I have a terrible memory. You guys all remember so much. Um, but we had different people come up and speak, members of the church, other pastors. And then I remember um, praying that I wanted to know, how do I know if the Holy Spirit's talking to me? And then Pastor Tamar came, and she preached on it the next Sunday. <laughs> so then I was like, all right, well, I need to learn. I need to learn the Lord's Prayer fully. 
So then she came the next Sunday and preached on that. (laughs) And I've not had a conversation with her at this point. Like, we have not spoken at that time. Um, And so then I realized right then, why would she not become our lead pastor? Like, what's going on? Um, And then they announced, do you remember the day that they dragged on service Dan for so long? And they were like, we found a new lead pastor. And everyone's like, oh, okay. We were all kind of sad. I know, I know you guys were. <laughs> and then he was like, it's Pastor Tamar. And then everybody cried. It was a really long time though. It was long. Um, and so yeah, and so I- Funny. <laughs> um, so then she said she was gonna do baptisms and I went and I met with her. Um, and she just educated me a lot on, like, some of the fears that I had. And then I became a member. Um, yeah. And then she dedicated my babies, which was super special to me. So um, if you don't know it, I am so appreciative for you. So thank you. Last but not least, I get to welcome our only LBA emeritus, Ron Owens. Thank you, Todd. Uh, Anybody ever hear the rumor that old people hate change? (laughs) Well, don't believe it. Especially when it's driven by God. Now, I will admit that old people have trouble with memory. When Kathleen came down to give me a copy of the schedule for here today, uh, she reminded me that I would be getting up and speaking, and I said, Oh, really? Because <laughs> I had forgotten. <laughs> Dan, it was two weeks ago. You, you gotta do it every week, you know. <laughs> Uh, seriously, uh, the things that I ad- admire and appreciate about Pastor Tamar and her family is the amount of change that they've brought to this church because it is obviously driven by God. When I look around here, I see a number of faces that weren't sitting in this room a year ago. I mean, it's not just two or three, it's a couple of dozen. Mark and I were celebrating our attendance numbers again this morning. 119, wasn't it, Mark? 117. We do high fives out in the lobby every morning. Because <laughs> we love those numbers. Because a year ago, it was about 60. And that is because of Pastor Tamar and her family. A couple other things that I really appreciate and admire about her as our church leader is her ability to interact with people and the fact that she has tremendous organizational leadership skills. I've seen that back when I was still meeting with the LBA a year ago. Uh, it was obvious she understood what, how to guide a group of people very gently in the direction that God's going. The other thing that I really admire respect and appreciate about her is her messages. I've not heard a bad one. 
And I've talked to several other people and they all say the same thing. They've not heard a bad one. Now that's pretty hard to say about any pastor. Because everybody has an off day. Pastor Tamar doesn't. And I know why. Because her messages are grounded in scripture. She preaches the truth. And you can't have a bad day when you're preaching truth. So with that, I guess, I'm like everybody else. I've seen her family's involvement, uh, which men's, blends right in with how everybody in this room kind of feels about the church. You can't be wrong if you're helping. You can't be wrong if you're helping. And you can help in a number of places. I mean, we've got, we've got openings everywhere for people to step in and, and, and be part of the effort. So with that, all I can say is, I'm like Spence. I knew right from day one because I was praying real hard and God, and God was telling me the same thing, Spence. This is going to be our pastor. But again, she was waiting on God's timing, not ours, not hers. And all I can do is say I really appreciate you for that. Thank you very much for everything you do. You need the mic? I think we're done. So now I'm going to invite you, Pastor Tamar, Pastor Eric, and your kiddos to come on up. I'm sorry, Eric, to make you climb those stairs. <laughs> um, so anything that I wrote down that I wanted to say has probably already been said by somebody who came up here. But it bears repeating um, that you guys are one special family. Uh, so, <laughs> yay! Yeah, amen! this one to you in case you want to say something that way I don't have to hold two mics uh, your messages are amazing they're deep, they're heartfelt uh, you have a heart of a teacher and I love teachers so thank you for teaching us the way that you do um, your discernment is Holy Spirit led uh, it helps our congregation members both old and new understand where they fit and um, how they can be a part of the body and I think it's amazing to see the motivation for all of us to pitch in and really be a family or a body. And that's so important. So thank you. Um, your boldness is incredible. And it's not a boldness that slaps you upside the head. It's a boldness that gently says, there's truth and there's untruth. And I appreciate that boldness. That it's gentle and it's kind, but it's truth. Um, and then... You balance things amazingly well. You're not only a pastor, which is a very important role, but you um, take very seriously your role as wife and as mother, and somehow you balance all of that in a beautiful way. And so thank you for the example uh, of your life, the example of your family. Pastor Eric, you are also deeply appreciated. I know we're focusing on Pastor Tamar, but you lend a lot. And same with Mikkel and Titus. Thank you for your patience when you're waiting for mom and dad to be done at the end of service. <laughs> so 
Sometimes it takes a while. It's a good thing there's some good snacks in the kitchen now, right? So, so from our congregation to you, um, we used to present a check, but it will come in, you know, direct deposit or whatever these days. Our congregation wants to bless you with $1,360 as a gift. So. Dan promised me I wouldn't have to do anything in this service. <laughs> um, you guys, thank you. You you have been so generous to us in so many ways. Um, from the very beginning, you were financially generous to us. That has continued. But you have been generous in your support and your belief in us as well. And, um, and your patience. You guys have been patient with me. You've been patient with my family. I, I mean, it's it's funny for me to be up here and like have people talk about my discernment gift when I know Spence discerned it like two months before I did. So, <laughs> or Rod, yeah. Um, uh, but we are just so thankful for you guys um, and that God is bringing us on this adventure together. Because it really is an adventure, and it's exciting. And I don't know how everything is going to go. Um, I think Ruben spoke to it, where I discern different... It's like I discern pieces of a puzzle, but I don't know how they all fit or what it's going to end up looking like. And then we look back and we're like, oh, that's what God was doing with that. And um, it's just been so beautiful to see. And I'm so grateful for how he is at work here and it's not just his work in me, it's his work in all of us. I, I mean, person after person, I could just point to and talk about how I have seen you guys grow in the Lord. And you guys stay, take steps of faith and steps of courage too. And, um, and that blesses me. Because this is a walk of courage for me. You know, to, um, to lead, to preach some of the things I preach on, I preach things that convict me and scare the heck out of me to come up here and say. <laughs> um, but that's what our faith is about. And I'm so grateful to be part of a congregation that is eagerly seeking after God as well and taking those steps of faith as well. So thank you. Thank you for letting me be me and going on this journey together. Psalmist says, Behold how good and how pleasant it is when brethren dwell together in unity. I, I think we can all say a hearty amen to that. Yeah? So we're going to continue um, and just end with worship and raise a hallelujah. So I'm going to call the worship team up and we'll finish with one last song today.
Um, I know that a lot has been said, but I know you said thank you for letting you, you let us let you be you. And we thank you for letting you be you. (laughs) 